0: Welcome to the real money show, the number
1: one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya and we are going to do what we do every week, monitor and track the great changes that are happening in the economy and look at the ways and how to take advantage of these great changes. One of those things that we really look at is gold and silver, which are still incredibly undervalued in this market today, Jerry, but they are at least this week, seemingly breaking out. There's been a, a few weeks now where the market seems to have been quiet, not much happening. It's always what's happening beneath the surface that's so very much important. Specifically, we've seen the collapsing of the shorts in the market. For those that don't know, that means uh, that means large entities who are betting that the market is going to go down, and they do that with paper, that it's well known in our industry that there's no physical there to back it up and how do you know that because if you look at the comics and see what actual physical product is there it's been drained over the last year and a half tremendously Uh, they're down they've moved uh, over a hundred million ounces out of that exchange and that's really one of the big stories beneath the surface The physical product of gold and silver is disappearing into strong hands. Nobody knows where it's going, but it's certainly one of these moves that make it feel that something big is about to happen. And what we've done on the show for years is track all of the things that you can witness with your own two very eyes of what's happening in the market. With that said, the price of gold this week, Jerry, um, moved from started out on Monday at $1,925 $1,925 an ounce, give or take. And as we tape the show here on Friday, we're trading at 1960 which was a $35 jump in the market or just shy of 2%. Most of that came actually on Wednesday, uh, all of that big move. Silver has been just explosive this week. We started the week off in the low $23 range, around $23.10. We're currently trading up at $24.97, which is just shy of a $2 move in the market. And again, most of that happened Wednesday, Thursday. That's about an 8% gain in the course of one week. And in actual fact, if you looked at the year-over-year change, Jerry, of where we were a year ago, we were trading around $19 on silver. That's up near a 35% gain year-over-year year in silver. What do you think about that?
2: Uh, this is just the beginning. I mean, think we were looking at the, the data of, uh, of silver charts. Silver looks ready, and this is coming from a chart from Tavi Costa from Crest at Crestcat Capital. Always exciting to get their data because all we do here is try to – we're following these trends, Jeremy. So many changes that are happening with data, statistics, uh, geopolitical things that are on the shift, and we're looking at silver specifically because it – because silver covers all of of those spectrums. Silver looks ready to break through its decade-long resistance this month and actually broke through this Wednesday and Thursday. And this is coinciding with gold prices making new highs, proving once again that the triple top formations rarely work. Exciting times ahead for the overall precious metals industry, which has been starved for capital for so long. One thing is true. If this is indeed the onset of a new gold cycle, None of us own enough silver. That's coming from again Tavi Costa. Gold is at one uh, hit, hover, hovering around a one-month peak right now, at about 1960 mark. Silver breakthrough broke through a four-week high. The U.S. dollar index, shortly after the CPI and PPI data that came out this week from th- Wednesday, Thursday, as you mentioned. That's that was that's what the data pieces we're waiting for. Inflation, also, of course, the Bank of Canada rate raising rates to from 4.75 to 5%. Canadian dollar hits a 43-week high versus the U.S. So congratulations for people who are buying in this season for Canadians. This has been our opportunity to get into this market. And the U.S. dollar index on the back of poor, CPI, then it came in soft. The dollar, the US dollar index just nosed off, took a nosedive through the 100 mark. And I've always called it you, you stay below that 100 uh, Dixie mark, you're going to watch the precious metals be being supported, and we're going to thrust through to new highs.
1: You have absolutely nailed that one. That's definitely an indicator that you've been watching the US dollar index and knowing that it's been extremely high knowing that it's got to come down and knowing that when it hits certain marks you're going to start to see some action in the precious metals also you know over the last several weeks leading into this week jerry we did hit a lot of 200 day moving averages in the metals so it was very clear that the market was was teetering in the bottom range And as well, you also saw that the short positions, as I mentioned, were coming down. So personally, I did see that as a good opportunity to get involved uh, more in the market. And I'm at a point in my own holdings where I, I I have a fair amount, I'm happy with my position, And I'm very patient for when I'm going to acquire the next. So I'm always just, you know, gathering the cash and, and, you know, waiting for that next sign. And, and, you know, when it hits, you say, okay, great, I can pick up some more. If you've never acquired any metals, you can't afford to sit back and wait for, for, um, the best price possible. I've seen a lot of people make those mistakes over the years. And the fact is, is you, you need to be in the market in some form. Before you can start looking for amazing deals. And it's That's not right. as though, and even with that said, it's not like we were getting crazy. You know, we're talking like $2 off, right? Where the price was several weeks, uh, you know, a month or two ago or two months ago. Cause we're still in the $25 range. That's right. Nothing is gonna change in this market till we break in silver, until we break 30. And even when we break 30, silver will still be incredibly cheap. The premiums will probably rise back up. We're seeing premiums right now lower than they've been in the last couple of years. Still elevated from where they were four years ago, five years ago. You used to be able to buy a, a hundred ounce bar of silver for what a hundred a uh, dollar thirty over spot. Mm-hmm. Now you're still in the three dollar range. So it's still elevated, but th- the prices are going to go ballistic. They're gonna to go to a place where you can't even get the product, and this is where it becomes so exciting. So when you see these indicators, like the U.S. dollar going below a hundred on the index, mm-hmm. you you start to perk up again and say, "Yes, I know it's gonna to go to triple digits mm-hmm. on silver. It's just a question of are, is it, are enough people gonna be able to hold it?"
2: Yeah, that's right. Um, and you brought up a good point regarding you know the 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 charting. Um, there's another chart from Gratty Commodities TNA Cycles that I actually tweeted this week. And this is going back from the 70s since, the, uh, since Nixon ended the gold standard. As we can see here in this chart, it's a massive 53-year ch- chart where we see three silver bull moves. The first one from 70, we had a 3,000% move. From 1983 to 2011, we had a 1,300, a second bull move, 1,300%. And this time around, we're on that cup and handle, uh, the tail end of the cup and handle, which is the third massive bull move which will kill the present global monetary system is what he's saying. The next commodities inflationary phase will burn you if you don't hold gold. If you don't hold silver, any number above 300%, 3,000% is what he, what he has here. And we can clearly see on this chart that I can see gold hitting around three, three to $400 USD. So you mean silver? Silver. Silver rather, yep. So this is the time to be looking at the market, not just for protecting wealth, um, but you also want to position yourself for the massive bull room the bull run cycle happening right before our eyes.
1: The number one eight seven seven eight silver, the website, guildhallwealth.com, this is a time of great change and we want to be able to take advantage of that. And we know that gold and silver have been around for thousands of years. They are a store of wealth. So let's talk about the, some of these indicators as to why we look at the precious metals because let's talk about inflation as an example and what's happening in Canada. There was an interview with David Rosenberg on Bloomberg this week, and he's not the only one to talk about this. It seems to be making the rounds, this idea that raising interest rates is putting so much pressure on on homeowners that, and they're spending so much more as a result of it on on their homes, and uh, and servicing the debt, that it's become inflationary. So you get almost a feedback loop of
2: mm-hmm.
1: it becomes inflationary, and the government wants to fight it with inflation. What do you make of that?
2: Yeah, it's the cause and the solution, right? Um, and they and they bring they brought this up, and I and they actually alluded to at the end of the conversation in that Chatham BNN Bloomberg, which you shared with me. Um, You know, take that out of the equation is what Rosenberg mentioned. You know, if we could take just take that caveat out of calculating inflation, again, it's just another way of conjuring up and redefining the basket of inflation to keep that number low. Because he said, if you take that housing and 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 that that housing caveat, you actually have inflation around two point five percent. And who's afraid of that? Is what he said, quote unquote.
1: And not only that, but there there are there's also a lot of data talking about the government has been hiring people so if the government is is the employer of last resort and then they say oh the economy is so robust we've hired all these people based on the fact that we printed all this we created all this currency then you have another reason to raise interest rates so all of this kind of comes down to the motivation behind the increase in interest rates mm-hmm. You know, either. you you can't listen to what they you know when the central banks are ta- central bankers, and the fraudsters are talking. They're never telling you what what you need to hear. That's they're right. telling you what they want you to know. What they where they're steering the narrative, um, and they also won't answer any questions, which is also <laughs> key. It's like if you're not answering a question that tells you everything you need to know about where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. Let's get more into this and why you need to hold precious metals and where they're going. A lot of great new uh, pricing of where people see the, the market headed. It will be very, very exciting. We do believe it will be a once in a generation transfer of wealth that you should be a part of. The number 18778Silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. It's the Real Money Show on 640 Toronto.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of chorus entertainment.
1: Welcome back to the Real Money Show the number 18778 silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Uh Jerry, I saw a, another interesting little uh factoid this week about what it takes to get into the top 1% of wealth in Canadian or or top earners, I should say. And I think this creates a good dichotomy um as well with where many Canadians are actually at. So I just thought, let's mm-hmm. start with that. That's interesting. And then you brought uh, some information about where Canada is in terms of debt. Um, so to be in the top 100%, uh, sorry, top 10% of earners in Canadian, you have to earn around 100000 Top 10. Top 10. To get into the top 1%, you have to be a, just a touch over 250000 hmm. That's your top 1% if you're making 250000 a year, you're in the top 1% of earners. Now, the the top 0.1%, you need to be earning $289,000. And the top 0.01%, so tenth of a percent, which there's less than 3,000 people apparently in Canada in the top 0.01%, and they're earning over $2.8 million. What? Yeah. Or that's wow. the average that they make. The average. Yeah.
2: Three million. Wow, goodness. What yeah. do these people do? <laughs> Maybe well, politics, Jeremy. As soon as you begin politics, you know you're just making
1: well, it in. You know, when I saw that I what I what I found interesting about it is you often hear the idea of getting into the top one percent. Yeah. We always strive but, for that, right? But they've moved the needle on that. It's actually not the top one percent that that people want to get into. It's they want to get into the top 0.1%, the Fractions. top tenth of a percent.
2: Right, right. That's fraction, where that's
1: yeah. where, that's where where you actually need to be to be um, in a great position. And then mm-hmm. when you think about it, when you look at the dichotomy there of, for example, this week, uh, you were just telling me uh, before this segment about where the majority of Can- Canadians are, or how many Canadians out there are beneath the poverty level.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, they're talking about how inflation is now at a 27 month low. So it's great. The the market's saying, the the market gurus are saying this is a massive turning point. They're actually considering. Oh, so
1: they're going to talk about a pause now.
2: Yeah, they're going to talk about a pause that's on board next week and potentially a rate cut. So this opens the door. But in the US, by inflation, homelessness is spiking. And I'm quite certain we're seeing homelessness here as well in Canada as inflation in rent soars 7.8% year-over-year. Shelter inflation is up about 8.3%. And this just sets the table that they really want to cut interest rates because the big statistic that came out that shocked everyone today or yesterday was the U.S. federal debt interest payments, which are about to hit $1 trillion. Okay,
1: we're going to get into that, but let's stick with the Canadian where we're at in terms of 1% getting into the top 0.1% in terms of wealth. Because right now, the biggest problem, the biggest deterrent of success for most Canadians is the fact of how indebted we are.
2: Debt in Canada. If we compare ourselves as a nation to the G7, we are the worst as far as the debt burden. We have the largest debt burden out of all G7 countries at 185.2%, beating UK, France, Japan, Germany, USA, Italy. Uh, And this is household debt as a percentage of income. Debt per person in Canada is a deadly thing right now. We can't get out of it. This is reckless deficit spending is what they want to call it. Actually, let's call it what it really is. It's really assault with a deadly weapon, Jeremy. This is them using the printing press at full steam. At the beginning of COVID 2020, they just launched that printing press, the loony. Again, this is the currency of a country with around 33 million people. Piddly country. I mean, as far as population goes. And they're going to put the pedal to the metal on that printing press and print four times the size of our GDP. And mind you the way that they calculate GDP also includes deficit spending. So this whole the, the, the it's 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 crazy if you think about how much currency is out there and we are the most in debt of our G7 nation uh, allies. Not
1: just that, but you're raising interest rates under the guise of we need to slow down the spending, but they won't cut spending. They keep spending and spending and spending. So you're, you're taxing the people with the inflation, but you, you are not you yourself can't. controlling your, in the ability to stop creating the money, which is what, where the inflation's being caused from. So the thing is, is that when you see how indebted Canadians are, you realize that they are that indebted to keep up because of the money printing that's gone on with the government. They created it. The debt is to help you, is you borrowed the money to try to keep up. And now, with interest rates rising, money or currency is getting more and more and more expensive.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So how do you get out of that? How do you break that chain, right? How do you break that um, that relationship that is just terrible? Is right? it
2: rebates, perhaps?
1: No, that's not going to do it. Uh, what you have to do is you have to find something that is a store of value and that when this starts to unravel which it will th- this is purely leading towards a collapse and a crisis a mega crisis you need to have something that will go from store of wealth to opportunity creation to wealth creation so it's starting with wealth preservation into wealth creation so when you talked earlier in the last segment about uh, during the last few bull markets in precious metals silver went up 3000% that is what we're talking about that is the inflation rebate we've been discussing on the show the last few weeks that by holding an asset that's undervalued that is a store of value there's no arguing about that it's been around for thousands of years doing that exact thing but there are these moments in time where they're keeping it down by the way they're keeping it down they might be buying it on the cheap but they're keeping it down because they don't want people people don't buy things that are cheap mm They buy things when they're expensive, so you have to understand why they're doing it. They don't. They want you to look at the metals and say that's not a place to be. If it's ratcheting higher and higher, people are going to look at that and say, "What's going on? Wait, what's happening? Why is the market rising? Maybe I should have some." Mm -hmm. And that's you. You want to be ahead of that game. You want to get the first two, three hundred percent before everyone else does. That's right. And it. You know what's amazing in our market, by the way. In the crypto market, they they talk about the market going to astronomical numbers. And in the gold market, we have our analysts that say, oh, it'll go to 3,000. And I mean, if it did go to 3,000, you're going to do very, very well. Very well. You're going to accomplish those goals of being able to pay off debts, as an example. You know, we talked about last week on the show, being able to buy a dollar for 50 cents. That's what gold's going to do for you with the purchasing power. When gold and silver go to You know when silver goes to triple digits gold goes up to four five thousand dollars an ounce you're going to be buying a dollar for 50 cents with with the increase in purchasing power that that gold and silver market will do why because you can't print gold and silver you have to go out there into the market you have to find it you have to mine it they're making it harder to mine it and so as everyone starts to pivot into a place to actually store wealth that's when the price goes absolutely ballistic. So you want to be ahead of the curve and have your metals beforehand so that you'll be able to take advantage when the price goes sky high.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that opportunity is right before our eyes, and we're noticing you know, other countries are doing this, and states are doing this for their people. We look at states like Texas. Just last week, they announced a bill that Texas wants to purchase for the, for the state, for the people, $4 billion worth of gold. One billion dollars worth of silver. Texas knows something about precious metals. Maybe not the Canadians, the Canadian public, and, and the Canadian mainstream. And these Canadian BNN, uh, Bloomberg pundits are not telling Canadians to buy themselves gold. Uh, we look around the world. What if you search right now? Probably one of the number one uh, searched topics is repatriation. You know, I'm reminded of uh, Charles de Gaulle's criteria on 1965 speech when he. It was one of the most important ever delivered on gold's historical role as the final arbiter of value when there is no key gauge as to what value was. He argued why France and other European countries believed it was crucial to now convert their worthless U.S. dollars that were getting obliterated into holdings of gold and to have that bullion delivered in their hands for safekeeping and how bringing it home and taking it back
1: and how right was he to be talking about that because if he did that prior to 1976 the price of of gold was under a hundred dollars an ounce and if he did it you know uh i think it peaked in 1976 at around 200 at the time up from 35 dollars. so we'll say somewhere in that range is when he was giving that speech and how right was he? Because it went to eight hundred and fifty dollars an ounce. Mm-hmm. Total So he understood. He understood. He understood uh, value very, very well. And he understood how gold works. Yeah. And its purpose of being part of the monetary system. And it's going to come back. There is no doubt. We don't know how it's going to come back. Um, it's all up for speculation. We know that the BRICS are looking to back a currency with gold, and uh, you know that's a that's a good step. It, it creates. It creates credibility um it creates a sense of scarcity so you can understand the value and it also creates a way for if someone isn't uh doesn't feel confident about the currency that they have that option to say take delivery i'll i'll, I'll prefer to go into gold nonetheless there's still a de facto gold gold standard if you look at all the currencies in the world and how they're all devaluing They're all devaluing against gold. Gold's not rising in price. It's it's staying. It's it's purchasing power is being retained, but it's still so cheap compared to what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. See, it's done its job, Mm -hmm. right? It's done its job. It's it's you know, but it's what it's going to do. That's right. You know, it's great. Oh, it's You know, what do hedge funds do? Well, they're hedging. They want to retain. Retain your, your earnings first, or retain the money first, right? Get you, your return on your capital, get it back to you, and then make money,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Making money is almost secondary. That's what this is. It's it's done its job. It's up 400-and-something percent or 300-and-something percent in Canadian dollars over the last 20 years. Definitely kept up with inflation. Now watch it go. Yeah. Now watch it go from 19, 1950 to 4,000. And you know you can't, you could blindly throw darts and find analysts calling for three thousand dollar gold easy. Now there's now we can start to see that there's potential here that silver could be trading above thirty dollars before the end of the year if things keep going the way they're going.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, especially when we're talking about now setting the stage for you know inflation's turning down, guys. Now we don't have to be as aggressive on that interest rate hike cycle. I think we can now pause. Uh, Just keep an eye on that U.S. dollar index. As that index starts to back down even further, further nosedives, furthering down to the 96 level, then they'll want to justify that rate cut. And remember, policymakers in the 70s who were blamed for cutting rates at the first sight of inflation easing were only to be blamed later on for that major policy error. What did gold and silver do? Exactly the same thing. It's the same playbook, Jeremy. This is a stagflationary environment. I keep saying that. That's why I'm invested. That's why I'm confident in what I'm doing, why I'm offering precious metals as a a business for a career because I believe in this market. This is a market that has survived thousands and thousands of years, will always continue to be, that arbiter of value, and that will be that store of value for yourself and your family, and convert out of worthless depreciating currencies into tangible hard assets, precious metals, the two monetary metals, physical gold and physical silver. And we can do this for you in your RSPs, in your TFSAs, in, that, in the first home savings account. That's a new account that we, we started to offer as well. If your goal is to purchase a home um, in the near future, in a few years, uh, silver would, would be the way to go. What did silver do during the 70s to 1980? It went up 1,100%, Jeremy. And this is the way to do it. You want to own some physical silver and get that in your possession right now. And do not wait for, for the seasonal months, the October, November, December seasonally. Uh, there is a chart. Uh, gold price seasonally going back 40 years. August, September, October, November, December are always up months for metal. So now is the time to look at the market.
1: Big change is coming. Take advantage. Have some physical precious metal in your possession with Guildhall. Even if you have an RSP or a depository account, you have direct ownership of your specific metals. Give us a call. The number one 8778 silver The website guildhallwealth.com. More to come on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of chorus entertainment.
1: Welcome back to the Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, we uh, were talking in the office uh, earlier today, the idea of imagine a world. One of the ways to understand the value of the metal is to think about a world without them. Imagine a world without gold how would you retain value how would you compare value if you wanted to store your wealth in a way that was discreet and private and outside of the the financial system how would you do it would you go back to jewels okay they're subjective each one's a different size right it's it's a it's a different world do you go with um non-precious metal commodities like copper or something like that. Okay. Much, much bigger to store. Heavier, heavier storage costs. Much heavier to move around and exchange these type of things. So, wh- where would you store wealth?
2: It'll be a very, very difficult thing, Jeremy. This is the thing about money. Money and goes back thousands of years. Gold is a social phenomenon, right? We've seen many, many different forms of money and currency throughout the ages, but the one thing that has survived um, has been gold because it survives. It, it does bear the five characteristics of what money is, being divisible, recognizable, durable, uh, scarce. Uh, you know, you know, what, what would we go to? Potentially silver, of course. I think that would be the next best thing. Okay, so... Without precious metals. You'll probably have to, uh, you know, food, perhaps seeds. You know, this is a <laughs> But great they're perishable.
1: Can't, can't, Not d- can't depend on those past few years. Imagine a world without silver. Okay? The, your computer, if they have to take copper and put in place of silver everywhere, your computer just grew in size massively. <laughs> right? No more touchscreens. No more touchscreens. No, sure. touch um, no electronic cars. Um, no solar. Uh, no transition lenses, no way of creating new medical usages because it absorbs bacteria.
2: NASA. Probably NASA would be gone.
1: NASA would close up. <laughs> it's, it's an industrial metal that's used in every single electronic and digital device in the world. You cannot exist without this. We instantly go back 200 years without silver. Mm-hmm. So think of it as a strategic resource. Like fresh water mm-hmm. like oil right now, it's strategic. You absolutely one hundred percent need it. The majority of it actually goes into industrial, so imagine how the uses are going to continue to grow over the next decade mm-hmm. or the or the next two decades, and just the demand alone from an industrial standpoint right now. you could see you can see the prospects of of how of why you would want to have some physical silver in your portfolio. Then there's the monetary side of it, which is, you know, they set it up so that, you know, the reason why they had a 16 to 1 ratio is so that, you know, the, the forefathers in the States was so that you could avoid arbitrage as, as one metal might get cheaper over another, that you, have one, that you have a place to go, that they would go back and forth between each other. And mm-hmm. it just makes sense. So there's always going to be a little bit of movement. But they were able to be. They were able to coexist. They need to coexist together. Right now, silver's way undervalued. The ratio between the two is still up in the 80s, and there's what uh, five billion of each metal. Mm-hmm. So it should be at a one-to-one ratio. That's really? True. Yeah. But it's at 80 to one, so it's got to come down significantly. So, and then jewels would be great. They've definitely been a store of value. It's just not liquid like gold, so it, it makes it a little more difficult in terms of of protecting value short-term. But long-term, obviously assets have always been the way to go. Uh, Owning property, owning assets. You know, you think of the rob report. You go, okay, Mm -hmm. fine wine, great cigars, vintage cars, uh, jewels, paintings, all of these things, art, watches, all of these things do retain value over time. One such asset is a natural fancy-colored diamond. We have a argyle tender diamond that we acquired several years ago and i just thought it would be interesting just to provide the audience with some context of what these diamonds do over a period of time so the diamond that we have is a, is just over a half carat it's 0.55 it's a fancy deep pink now in the pink market they actually have a scale within the pink to be able to say okay it's a fancy pink but how strong on the fancy scale is it? Right. And this is a one P, which means it's the maximum strength of a fancy, of a fancy grade. Currently, it's selling for six hundred and fifty thousand dollars Canadian. So it's a half a carat. It's a VVS quality. It's a ten, an argyle tender diamond, and it's selling for six hundred and fifty thousand. Now, if you look at where the diamonds. The diamond market has come from. You go back to two thousand and five. A diamond of similar qualities back in two thousand and five would have been selling in the hundred and fifty thousand or less range. hundred and fifty thousand or less. Today it's selling for six hundred and fifty. Now the 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 diamond mind is closed. Ninety percent of the world's diamonds were coming from there, and at ninety percent of the world's diamonds per year, would fill a, a teacup that's all that they would fill up for the whole course of the year so if you take a diamond like this and project out another 18 years to see where this could go you're looking at 2.6 million dollars of what this diamond could achieve in the next 15 to 20 years and i believe that can happen because there's no more pink diamonds coming to market that's right so where are the wealthy going to protect their wealth You know, the Americans right now, North Americans, are losing their wealth at a rapid, rapid pace. And the rest of the world is looking to gain value, get a part of the value chain, and bring wealth home. Mm -hmm. That's That's part of the repatriation as well. Take it back. North Americans have to strongly consider how they are going to maintain wealth generationally. So they should consider something like an argyle tender diamond. Now, 650 may seem like a lot of money, but it will pale in comparison to what it's going to be in the next 15 to 20 years. Mm -hmm. That diamond you can check out on our website or go to our YouTube channel. We've got a great video of it on our YouTube channel and some other videos of the diamonds. So something to think about. The number one eight seven seven eight silver, the website, guildhallwealth.com. More to come on the Real Money Show on six forty Toronto.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of chorus entertainment.
1: Welcome back to the Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight Silver, the website, GuildHallwealth.com. We have a motto, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. That means that any any person acquiring precious metals from Guildhall is actually buying the physical asset that they have direct ownership of, whether they buy it and take it home, whether they're acquiring it and utilizing our professional storage facilities. And that allows you to make sure that it's fully secured, fully insured, fully liquid, be able to pick up the phone and sell on a phone call. And that's very important if you're storing larger amounts of wealth. And then, of course, there's the registered accounts. If you have an RSP, a TFSA, a LIF, a RIF, and you're looking to protect the value that you've put in there over the years, if you want to make sure that you've got, retain the purchasing power over the next 10, 15 years, if you want to go beyond that, not just retain your purchasing power, but increase your, your, your buying power as well, as we said, to be able to buy a dollar for 50 cents you want to consider having some physical assets in the portfolio, especially because it's negatively correlated to the currency. Everything that you have in a in a portfolio, and we are not advisors, everything you have in a, in a portfolio is valued in dollars. It's currencies. To have gold and silver means you have something negatively correlated to that currency. So if the currency fails, you've got something to that you have hedged with. That's the key. In the states they have big big problems with debt right now
2: and this is causing i mean the BRIC nations are they're preparing to meet next month we have about five more members knocking on the door i think they're going to be accepted coming up at the next summit in august but the big news the u.s federal debt the interest payments on that debt of 32.3 trillion in the next 12 months the interest will hit 1.3 trillion dollars On the interest alone, potentially making interest on the debt, the single biggest U.S. government expenditure and surpassing Social Security, Jeremy. What does that even look like? Is the Social Security even solvent at this point, Jeremy? Are we ready for that bubble within 12 months? And look at the spending, the deficit spending. That printing press is still humming and hoeing along. And the money is going elsewhere. Follow the money. Who is it going to? We don't. We know where it's going. We know where that money's going. And the BRICS see it as well. And they're preparing with their standard. And this is, the, this is the key here. And this is the reason why we're seeing repatriation, the major topic, because countries around the world are trying to get their gold back. We had Norway most recently. They wanted a, just a simple audit. Then they went to go visit the vault and the, the gold had no serial numbers on it. There was no list. Whose gold is this? Is it even theirs? And this is the reason why we've seen rushes towards, you know, from Venezuela to Austria to Germany, uh, moving, moving metal from, you know, Netherlands, Hungary, Poland. All of these countries wanted to get their gold back because they need something to be their anchor during this economic international monetary reset. They need something without political credit risk. They need something that when the next... Um, economic warfare begins another sanction they're not going to get hit and locked out you know the broad de-dollarization trend is what was we were following Um, this was the inevitable result what we're seeing when the u.s government's knee-jerk reaction to use a sanction and to kick russia off the swift system to punish countries that resisted the agenda the quantity of u.s sanctions in between 2000 and 2021 exploded by 933%. They're using the printing press and the, the SWIFT system as a financial weapon. And this is the reason why they're weaponizing the system against us. And countries are, some countries are trying to protect their people. And we have countries like Hungary. The central bank said gold acts as a major line of defense under extreme market conditions, deep in geopolitical crises. And in times of structural changes in the, in the international financial system, and the Dutch central bank, gold is the perfect piggy bank. It's the anchor of trust for the financial system. If the system collapse, collapses, the gold stock can serve as a basis to build it up again. Jeremy, your thoughts on this repatriation trend?
1: I think it's great. I think that um, people need to be doing it for themselves, though, because it's interesting. That's it's great that central banks want to get back their property. But also, you know, central banks are the ones who are creating money out of nothing, right? And buying gold with it. So that's not fair either.
2: <laughs> Just print the gold and buy the buy the. Buy, sorry, print the paper and buy the gold. Yeah. So
1: so I'll give you an example. When um, when they when when England sold off half of its gold in two thousand and one. Or 1999, it was considered Brown's bottom. Gordon Brown. Gordon Brown. He be, he went from exchequer to prime minister, so he must have done something right when he did that. And you know, you talk about the fact. Okay, you sold off half the gold at $200, 250 dollars. Well, you could buy it all back at twenty five hundred dollars. It doesn't matter because you can you have access to print the money. So we we have to also. It's great to look at these indicators. And also think about that there are people working in those institutions that are for the people. But there's also a lot of people working for some of those institutions that are, that are not for the people. And holding gold and silver is something that you do individually to protect your wealth individually. So when, when people like Gregory Mannerino say, become your own central bank, mm-hmm. that's what they're talking about. They're saying this isn't, this isn't another ploy. When we're talking about central banks, we're using them as an indicator. We're saying, don't depend on them to protect your wealth for you. You still have to become your own central bank and own the gold. But if they're doing it, and they know a lot more than you do, and they're never going to tell you what they what you need to know, they're only ever going to tell you uh, not in the not what you're saying about gold. You have a moment of honesty with those particular central bankers, especially the one from Hungary. Um, but when it comes to like the Federal Reserve or Janet Yellen, they're never going to tell you what you need to hear to protect yourself. They're going to tell you what they want you to know. They're setting an agenda, and they want you to follow and be programmed along with it. Mm-hmm. You need to break that chain, and you need to look at what the smart money is doing. And the smart money right now is buying gold because they're, they're adjusting the chairs on the Titanic. And you want to make sure that you are going to be safe when it goes down. So that's the whole idea here is be your own central bank, follow the smart money. They know something is happening. You can see it happening. You've been listening to The Real Money Show. Um, you know All of the people who listen to our show know and see all of these indicators every single week that this is going to collapse, that these are um, very fragile economic times, and there's going to be a crisis. We are headed right into the storm, and you want to protect yourself. And the best way to do that and to take advantage of that is physical gold and physical silver. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, thank you so much. Thank was, you very much. Uh, you brought some great stuff to the table this week. Very inspired by the things you brought. I want to thank all our listeners for listening, and we can't wait to speak to you next week here on The Real Money Show on AM640.
0: The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.